John the Baptist, of course, is uh, along with Joseph and Mary, the co-stars of the Advent season. And of course, John is in every single one of the Gospels and right close to the very beginning. We know that the one that tells us the most about John is the evangelist Luke. He interweaves uh, the miraculous birth of John to the aged Zechariah and Elizabeth. Elizabeth thought to be barren. That, that story is woven with Mary's annunciation and visitation and, and then going to visit Elizabeth uh, and, and, uh, and then John the Baptist's birth. The uh, Gospel of Matthew also includes what we call the infancy narratives, but makes no reference uh, to John, but picks up right away at the beginning of the third chapter uh, and, and talks about the adult John. Matthew, as you know, begins with, a, uh, uh, with the, the story of Jesus' ancestors, uh, 14 generations from, from Adam to David, 14 generations from David to the Babylonian captivity, 14 from the Babylonian captivity to Christ. And, uh, and of course, that is distinctive about that. The Gospel of Mark, which we heard last week, this is the cycle for Mark, remember? Uh, it uh, actually uh, begins that particular uh, Gospel. Uh, and, and just to re-familiarize yourself with, with that particular passage, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. And that brings us to today's gospel. We don't have the opportunity to hear the gospel of John as often. We know well that we have three-year cycle, one dedicated to Matthew, one to Mark, one to Luke. We know that Mark is considerably shorter than the others by about eight chapters or so. So we see John in, included in some of the Mark cycle, especially in August, we'll have the Bread of Life discourse from John. But this is uh, the Gospel of John that we have here today. And John begins with uh, John the Baptist, but not until he has spoken of the divine uh, Jesus, the Son of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We recognize that prologue, don't we? But then once uh, John has identified the divinity of Jesus, he goes in and continues his gospel. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to testify to the light. And you know that John the Baptist was, was known of. Uh, certainly, it would have been some distance, probably almost three decades, before he would have begun his public ministry uh, after his quite miraculous birth. But you also can be sure that there was an awareness of Zechariah's son. And in fact, that had to explain why somebody who was kind of an itinerant rabbi, living in the desert, a harsh existence, was able to draw so many people from the Judean hillside and from Jerusalem itself. Is this the one, huh? 
And of course, even the, the chief priests, the elders, those in Jerusalem would wanted to send messengers ahead and find out what was his authority. What was he claiming for himself? And, and so it is the ambassadors that the, uh, the temple has sent that comes to, G, to John and says, who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I'm not the Christ. So they asked him, well, what are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? No. So they said to him, who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? And again, drawing upon the passage from Isaiah, he says, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. And then some Pharisees, it says, were also sent. The, uh, the leaders don't want to lower themselves to have a direct contact with John, so they send their messengers, ambassadors. They ask, why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? And John, in familiar words, says to us, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. And so the, the uh, people continued coming to John at the River Jordan and being baptized, repenting of their sins. And we know Jesus himself begins his public ministry with a baptism uh, from John, though John says it's you who should be baptizing me. But we recognize, of course, that John's role was to be the voice crying out in the wilderness. It was John's role to baptize with water, the cleansing of sins. But it was Jesus who was going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. And we, again, encounter John uh, throughout the Advent season. Now, next week, the fourth week of Advent, and really continuing on with uh, Christmas and the Feast of the Holy Family and the uh, Feast of Mary, Mother of God, and the Epiphany. Now, Joseph and Mary emerge as the stars. They're the ones that we follow as we, of course, are experiencing the joy of the birth of our Savior, the infant Jesus. And, and we embrace the, the, the preparation that is part of this Advent season and the, and the genuine joy that comes with celebrating the birth of the one who uh, forgives, washes away our sins, and opens for us the kingdom of heaven. But I don't want to uh, uh, get past at least a short mention of the first two readings, because they really touch in, on our hearts too. The, uh, I'm sure you recognize from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the part that says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. The reason I think our ears pick up on that, that resonate, is those were the words that Jesus spoke when he came for the first time before his hometown uh, in his role as uh, rabbi. Uh, in Nazareth, and, and what he, these were words he spoke then of himself. This was a fulfillment of that prophecy of Isaiah. 
And then lastly, as we continue on with this Advent season, as we, as we try to develop in our lives the, the kind of virtues that, that God is looking for, we have the wonderful guidance, as we so often do, from St. Paul, writing, in the, writing to the people of Thessalonica. He, he picks up on the theme, the understanding of that time, that the people are committed to joy and prayer and thanksgiving. He says, brothers and sisters, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And as we step forward from here, as we continue on with our Advent season, as we move ever closer to the celebration of Christmas, let us be people who do indeed show our joy, witness in our prayer, show our thanksgiving, and rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is indeed the will of God for you in Christ Jesus.